1: And this is simply a platform to share these empowering Kiwi birth tales with you all. In today's episode of Kiwi birth tales, I talk with Morgan about the birth of her little baby boy, Spencer. Morgan takes us through her pregnancy journey. Her partner's a fisherman, so he spends a fair amount of time away. Morgan then takes us through her birth journey, which she had a really beautiful water birth. And this is such a lovely story. So I hope you all get as much out of it as I did. Hey Morgan, thanks so much for joining me on the podcast today. Hey, thanks for having me. No problem. Would you like to tell our listeners a little bit about you and your family?
0: Yeah, so um, my name's Morgan and I live in Kapumawa. My partner is Alistair, but everyone just calls him Sticky. And um, he's got a four-year-old daughter who we have shared care of. And then we have little Spencer, who is four months and two weeks.
1: Oh, awesome. Very cool. And what was the journey like to pregnancy for you guys the first time?
0: Um, yeah, so we were um, quite lucky. Well, it was a surprise to start with, but um we <laughs> talked about it and we were kind of like, oh, we'll have one more summer, just like festivaling and camping and doing all that sort of stuff. <laughs> um, but also, oh, I forgot to mention Sticky's a fisherman, so he's away a lot. And um, he was home for literally like five days for his mum's birthday and his daughter's birthday. And um, miraculously, all the stars aligned and I got pregnant.
1: <laughs> yeah, Were you tracking your cycles or anything like that?
0: Yeah, kind of. I've always had any regular periods and I had been on the pill but I had come off it um yeah and yeah I think it was it was just like a hungover whoops and just kind of didn't think anything of it but yeah <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah and how did you find out that you were pregnant did you have many symptoms early on
0: looking back I probably like from the second day I pregnant, felt sick, but I we'd had a really big weekend and I kind of just thought it was my body being like, you drunk way too much. Um, yeah. And then on my way to work one day, I was like, oh, I'm a few days late. I'll just get a pregnancy test on my way to work. Got to work, went to the toilets, took it, and it was positive like straight away. And I was like, oh, <laughs> maybe I did that wrong. <laughs> took another one. <laughs> Again, positive straight away. Um, and I was like, oh, you don't really get false positives. That's what everyone says. So I think I'm pregnant.
1: <laughs> yeah. And did you tell Sticky, was he home or away at the time?
0: Um, so he was at sea and it was quite funny. He'd been up for like 36 hours or something fishing. So I rung um, and I was like, oh, I think I'm pregnant. And he just laughed. And said, oh yeah, well, that's what happens when you do lots of horizontal dancing. I'll talk to you later. And uh, I was left, I was sitting in the car. I was just left like, did he actually pay any attention to what I just said? And then he (laughs) talked to me about like three hours later and was like, I'm sorry. I'm just so tired. I just can't even process anything right now. (laughs) But, um, yeah, as I said, it was a bit of a surprise, but, um, we're real excited about it.
1: Yeah, awesome. And what was the rest of your pregnancy experience like? Did you have many changing symptoms throughout your trimesters?
0: Um, yes, I, was, I wasn't I was real sick like some people get, but I just felt like drained and hungover probably until the 20-week mark almost. There's no energy. Um, I had some funny thing with my blood pressure, so it was really low. So if I tried to exercise, I just wanted to faint, so that went out the window as well. Um, and yeah, like I just, I, I had a fine pregnancy. I just didn't enjoy it. I just did not like being pregnant. Everyone goes on about how, oh, it's so great and you're glowing and it's amazing, but I just did not enjoy it at all.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. (laughs) Um, and did you have a midwife in Tauranga, and were you planning to deliver at the hospital or what were your thoughts there?
0: Yeah. So I was really lucky, um, Quite early on, I got in touch with the midwife that my sister had had um, about eight years ago with my niece, um, and super lucky because I was one of the last girls that she was taking on before she retired. I think she might have just kind of slipped me in because she knew um, who I was. Um, yeah. So yeah, really lucky to get in with her, and um, I never really had much of for- Plan. it was just to get to the hospital and just wanted to be as natural as possible but at the same time I was prepared to do whatever it took to deliver my baby safely so yeah that was kind of all that I had planned.
1: Yeah awesome and did you do any antenatal classes or any other sort of educational based resources before you went into labour?
0: Yes. Yeah, so um, I did Peaceful Pregnancy Circle, which is run by a lady called Sophia um, here in Taronga, and that was really cool. It was quite uh, more based around like mindfulness and um, just really empowering your mind and body that you can do it. Um, and then we did antenatal through the Bethlehem Birthing Centre, which was great, but I could take or leave antenatal. I didn't really learn all that much from it, I guess. Yes. I'd been at the birth of my niece, so I kind of knew what was to expect and been around lots of babies. Um, and then I listened to your podcasts, so that was really helpful as well.
1: Yeah, awesome. Very cool. And did you and Sticky have a bit of a plan of, obviously, with him working away when he'd be home, or what was that going to be like?
0: Yeah, so we knew pretty much right from the start that he would not be here. So, um, on the 1st of April, his crayfishing season started um, in Littleton down off Christchurch. So, um, basically the plan was, um, obviously, with fishing, it's like you make the money while you can. So, he was just going to fish until I called him, basically, and then um, just make his way back as quickly as possible. Um, so, we kind of, I just prepared for him right from the start not to be here. Yeah. yeah, so that was that was that really.
1: Yeah, cool. And did you end up going into labour naturally? Do you wanna take us through that?
0: Yeah, so I was due on um the Friday of Easter. Um so I'd seen my midwife on the Tuesday, and from what she could tell, baby wasn't engaged and was real happy in there. So I was like, sweet, that's good. I wanted to make it past Easter, um, mostly because it would kind of tie in better for Sticky with being on land. And also my midwife was off for Easter. And even though um, I loved her like work partner, she had missed out on delivering my niece because she was away. So she was like, I want to have this baby. <laughs> and I just really wanted her to be there. So yeah. On the, so I was, I was sure I was gonna go overdue. On the Wednesday, the next day, I just felt a bit more tired and all of a sudden I felt like eat heaps. Like, I think I ate about a kg of macaroni cheese. I was just so hungry. (laughs) Um, But I also thought at the same time I had like a gastro thing going on because every meal was just, it was like my body was just clearing out. Just getting rid of everything. Yeah. so a bit of hindsight, it was probably my body getting prepared. So on the Wednesday, um, Sticky's daughter had come for dinner and she fell asleep on the couch. So I, was, I told her mom, I was like, oh, it's all good. Nothing's going to happen. She can stay the night. Um, and yeah, just went to bed. Didn't really think anything of it. Um, woke up Thursday morning at 4 a.m. And I'd had a cold, so I blew my nose. And I thought I'd wet my pants. <laughs> So I went to the toilet, didn't really think much of it. I had a bit of a um, pain in my back, um, which I hadn't have had before. And I didn't really think much of it again, but I think I was also kind of in denial that anything was happening because I was so determined to go. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I just went back to bed, but I kept waking up every half hour till about 6.30 with this backache. Um, so I got a up. Started doing kindy routine but every probably like ten minutes, I could be like, Oh my god, I've wet my pants again. <laughs> and my back was getting worse. It's <laughs> like, Oh, maybe something is happening. So by about quarter past seven I had to ring my mum and I was like, You're gonna have to take the candy because there's no way I can get in the car. And then I rang my mum and I said, Just carry on with your day, but I think something's happening. Um, and she obviously rung my sister because her and my sister were going to be my birth partners, obviously, because um, Sippy still wasn't home. I didn't know how fast things would yeah. happen. So I rung him, and he was like three hours off the coast of Littleton, and I said the same. I was like, just carry on. Like, I'll let you know if anything's happening. Um, and, yeah, I just got in the shower on my swiss ball and tried to kind of relax, but things just kind of kept getting more and more intense. So at about eight o'clock, Ellen called in on her way to work and by quarter past eight, I couldn't walk or talk through my contractions. It was so crazy. I was just on my hands and knees on the lounge floor. Um, just kept trying to breathe through everything. So she rung my midwife and she said start timing the contractions and I'll be over at 10 to check how everything's going. Um, but by... I was like, there's no way I'm staying at home and waiting until 10 (laughs) o'clock. My contractions went from being like seven minutes apart and over real quickly to about a minute and a half, two minutes apart and like a minute long and that happened like within one contraction they just went from being alright to crazy close. So we rung the midwife and she said she'd call us at the hospital and meet us there. Um, And then at the same time, Alan rang Sticky and she had to ring the satellite phone. So that was like a two-minute call that ended up costing us like $80, which was great. (laughs) Um, But she said, tell him (laughs) to get to land, like just get to land basically and get on the next flight. Um, So it was quite funny because for some reason that day before me even contacting him, he would decided to fish way closer to land and in a different direction. And the day before, someone had driven his truck from Picton to Christchurch, so it was just like funny timing for that. So back to me, it took me a while to get in the car, but I ended up um, I was just like leaning over the front seat. And thankfully, it was school holidays because getting from Papanui to Tauranga at eight thirty in the morning can be a lemon nightmare. Um, it's, the drive's a total blur, but I just remember Ellen like putting on her hazard lights and driving on the median strip and <laughs> yeah, it was pretty. I just knew I had to breathe through and eventually I'd get to the, get to the hospital. So we got there and she pulled up right outside and she sprinted in so fast. I think that they thought someone was dying because this lady came sprinting out <laughs> of the wheelchair so quickly. Um, but she was amazing. She had me straight in maternity, and she was, like, telling everyone, like, out of my way, I'm this lady's having a baby. <laughs> <was so> <laughs> but she was awesome. So I think it was about 9.30, and the hospital midwife checked me, and I was, like, three or four centimeters, somewhere between there. My waters had definitely broken, and as I got on the bed or off the bed, my mucus plug fell out, so... That was also like, yep, things are definitely happening. Um, I desperately wanted to get into the water, but they said, um, my midwife said I couldn't until I was at least six centimeters because she thought it might slow things down. So I just got in the shower on my hands and knees and I spent probably about three hours there. And um Ellen was so amazing. She was just on my pressure points every contraction um, and had the shower hose with like steaming hot water. She joked about she should have brought her bikini because she was saturated the poor thing. <laughs> um, and then mum was running around like a mad woman feeding me chips and coconut water and fruit salad in between every contraction, making sure I was keeping up uh, my energy. And, um, and she was in charge of keeping sticky up to date as well. So that was good. I kind of just didn't even focus on that at all. I knew he'd get there eventually. Um, and then in terms of pain relief, I was just using the gas and just kept focusing on what what I had to do really. But um, the contractions were definitely so relentless and I wasn't really getting much of a break between them all. I got pretty loud and surprised no one really heard me down the corridor and things. Um, I remember telling mum, like, put her even phone on silent and stop even talking to me. <laughs> I got pretty angry at some point, so it was pretty funny. Um, I think even at one point, my sister had been over accidentally and lent, the emer- lent on the emergency button, which obviously all these people from all parts of the hospital came running. And they're like, oh, no. <laughs> through the door. And I just looked up and was like, what the F are you all doing here? (laughs) Just got you crazy, but at least you know those buttons work. Um, So, yeah, my midwife had said that she wouldn't check me um, until probably after about four hours, but at about 12.30, so that was about three hours, she said she'd check me. I think because she knew Sicky was trying to get from Christchurch to Taranga, she thought she'd check me early just to see if there's an indication if anything was happening. Um, and because things were just so intense and she'd been Ellen's midwife and she'd had a super quick labour and my mum had had the same with both me and my sister, so it was kind of in the genes. So she checked me and I was six centimetres, so I was allowed to get in the pool, so I was just like over the moon about that. Um, and that must have been, it's like quarter to one, I think. And yeah, the pool was just heaven. Like I could just float. There was no weight on any of my joints. Yeah. Um, I wasn't leaning on wet towels anymore. I had like, I ended up having almost carpet burn on my elbows and knees from the floor, which was horrible. Um, but yeah, I just, it was so good. And the, and the contractions was real intense again, but I was able to push off the bath and I could actually float in between. So I was actually getting to rest a bit. Um, And I just kept using the gas mouthpiece to control my breathing, but I did find out afterwards that um, it had been turned off because baby was so low in the birth now that apparently the gas doesn't do anything once its baby's so low. So, um, yeah, I didn't know that, but I was just breathing through it anyway. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, so I was in there... I knew that Sticky was getting on a plane about quarter to two and the clock on the wall was staring at me in the face so I screamed get, to get that taken down because I just didn't want to look at it knowing that he wasn't on a plane or like thinking, oh yeah, he's on the plane yeah. now and oh yeah, he's landed now or whatever. Um, and I remember my midwife joking like, who's going to win the race, baby or dad? And I remember being like, I do not care that he's not that he's not on time. Like I just want this baby to win and get it out. <laughs> I was just like, I don't <laughs> care where he is. So yes, and there. Um what happened? I wasn't I wasn't super aware of what was going on around me, but I remember um my midwife put a mirror in the pool so she could see what was going on. And I remember the first time I felt baby's head crowning and I just looked at her like, holy shit, this baby is coming. And then all of a sudden she's clearing all the space around the pool and like getting everything ready. And I'd remembered her saying an appointment that she would do that when she knew that baby was only like a few pushes away sort of thing. So it must've only been a few pushes after that. And, um, yeah, Spencer emerged under the water, which was pretty amazing. Um, so half of him came out and then he just stayed under the water until my next contraction. which wasn't very long. And then the rest of his body came out. And, yeah, I didn't actually know he was a boy because we would decided not to find out. Um, someone said to me real early on, it's the only true surprise in life. So I decided, yeah, that's really cool. I'm not going to find out. Um, so it was pretty cool when we like, well, he came out and then somehow his cord wrapped around my foot. So I couldn't pull him up real close because obviously it was still, <laughs> the center was still in as well. I was in this really awkward crouch position, um, but we managed to see a little pecker floating in the water. So <laughs> I knew it was a boy, which was pretty, um, <laughs> pretty cool. So, yeah, he was born at 2.09 in the afternoon and he was 8 pounds 12, which is 3.94 kgs and um, 56 centimeters long. So, yeah, I can't really describe that feeling of holding him for the first time and then at the same time labor being over. Like, it's the only pain that just once it's over, it's over. So,
1: yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah awesome and how long did you spend in the bath with him before you had to get out
0: um yeah so it wasn't too long um I think maybe like five minutes and then my midwife was like yeah you have to get out to um, deliver the placenta um, which was only I think maybe another ten minutes and that came out um, and yeah just on the bed. My little baby in my arms. Yeah, and the placenta came naturally.
1: You didn't need the, um, injection or anything?
0: No, no. So, yep, came, came away, um, all fine and it was a really healthy, nice looking placenta, which was good. It's, um, actually still in our freezer. So, I don't know what we're going to do with it, but we'll <laughs> find something special to do with it, I'm sure.
1: Yeah. Awesome. And did you do skin to skin for a while or did they take him and weigh him or what was your, um, process after he was born?
0: Yeah. So, um, skin to skin straight away and he, um, also basically latched on straight away, which was awesome. Um, and I was super lucky. So my midwife basically went out of her way to make sure that I was, um, in that delivery suite as long as possible because sticky still hadn't arrived. Um, and I think the hospital were pretty keen to get me out of there because they only had two rooms with the birthing calls. Um, oh, but yeah. she basically told them, like, no, she's not going anywhere. Um, and she told all the staff they weren't allowed to tell them whether a baby had been born or not or anything, <laughs> so that was really cool. Um, and, yeah, she just cleared everyone out of the room, and he arrived pretty much exactly two hours after Spencer was born, and yeah, I hadn't showered. He hadn't been dressed. Um, we hadn't weighed
1: him or anything
0: at that stage, so it was it was almost like it had just happened, which was really really special.
1: Yeah, awesome. And what did Sticky think when he arrived? A bit. It was a amazing, exciting time for him, and especially having a boy as well. I'm sure, just like all other dads, <laughs> he was um, yeah. ecstatic about that.
0: Yeah, it was. Um, yeah, or oh, that moment of him walking in and. Seeing me holding his ba- baby, he didn't know it was a son at that point, um, will probably, yeah, bring tears to my eyes for life and then to tell him that he had a son. It was just, like, so, so magical. So, yeah, it was really special and I think a lot of people ask if I was gutted that he wasn't there for the, the whole mo- big birthing moment. Um, and, yes, it would have been amazing, but I think um, – because I'd prepared him not to be there, it would have really thrown me off. And it just we just had those, yeah, probably 10 minutes on our own when we first got there. That was just really, really special. So,
1: yeah. 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 Awesome. Very nice. And what was the process from there? Did the midwife check you over and did you need any stitches or anything like that or what happened after that?
0: Yeah. So um, I was, again, really, really lucky. I only had one... Um, tiny little tear so it wasn't even worth doing anything with um yeah I've had quite a few people joke that I should probably get on having the next one because I had such a good birth and my body's <laughs> just made to <I'd> have babies <laughs> yeah I <it> was really like
1: <laughs> yeah awesome and how long did you spend in the hospital before you went home
0: um so I had two nights and that was really nice I was super lucky it was really quiet so I didn't have anyone um, to share a room with and they even asked if I wanted to stay another night which was like unheard of Um, but by that stage I was ready to get home and get settled in and yeah.
1: So once you got home did you experience any um, I guess changes in hormones when your milk came in or any of the baby blues once you got home or what was that experience like?
0: yeah um, so I was really lucky that my milk came in with like, within like twenty four hours um and I still to this day I haven't had any issues feeding, so that was one less stress um that I had to deal with definitely like day four or five, just that that massive hormone change, there was lots of tears. Um, we'd had a really big weekend because it was Easter. It was great because both our families were around, but it was also it was quite overwhelming, lots of visitors um, and that sort of thing. So that was really hard. Yeah. Um, and then on top of that, one, on day 10, Sticky went back to sea. So I was, was like had a whirlwind and then I'm left with this <laughs> newborn baby on my own. Um, and he ended up being away for six weeks. So although I had like an awesome birth and feeding and everything was amazing, um, I st- I had that to deal with, which was really hard.
1: <laughs> yeah, I bet. Yeah, it would be really tough going from having all of that support and then all of a sudden you're on your own and I can only imagine what that would be like.
0: Yeah, yeah. I was really lucky that um, obviously both our families are here and my mum had taken... A month off work, so she stayed like the first week, and then after a week, I was like, "Okay, I've got to learn to do this on my own a bit." So then she just comes <laughs> come day or stay the whole night, and yeah, I think um it definitely it meant that I I just had to get on and do things and create a good routine, and um, yeah, once Siqi got home, I kind of crashed a bit, but yeah, I think I did, did the hard yards at the start, so yeah got through the worst of it
1: <laughs> yeah and how did you find your physical recovery from birth
0: yeah I was quite surprised I think like an antenatal they talk about recovery if you've had a c-section or if you've had really bad stitches and stuff but they don't really talk about just general um if you just had a really lucky birth like me I guess and it's still I mean it's still traumatic for your body so it probably took of weeks to like even felt like I could walk by the supermarket or to the um, letterbox real comfortably and for the bleeding to like really settle down so that kind of surprised me um, but once everything kind of settled um, yeah it felt pretty good it's just like you eat and drink all the time because of feeding like, I'm probably smaller than I was before because my body's just in overdrive and Spencer's such a piglet. Um, yeah, <laughs> I still have only really got energy to like walk and go for runs. Um, find this energy to do much else at the moment. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. And what has your breastfeeding journey been like? Have you had any problems or it's been pretty smooth sailing?
0: Yeah, again, so lucky. Not a single crack, blister, aggravated nipple, nothing. Um, I always just made sure that if Spencer latched on and it didn't really feel right and was just kind of like nibbling or whatever, I'd just pull him straight off and start again. Um, so I think that really avoided any damage. I think that sometimes when people go wrong, they kind of don't realise you've really got to like get your whole boob in your mouth to feed properly. So, um, yeah, he's just like continuously put on weight. I think the first week he we put on like 300 grams when usually they lose a bit of weight. And um, now he's four and a half months and he's, yeah, like eight kgs and his length is about the length of a six or seven month old, so (laughs) I've got got great milk. (laughs) And um, I've been really lucky that I've been able to, um, early on, I was able to stash quite a lot of milk and donate it to a friend, so that's been really fulfilling for me as well.
1: Yeah. Awesome. That's lovely. You've just got a story that I think, um, (laughs) we, or probably majority of our listeners would all love. And I know that, um, something that I hope my birth experience is like, so do you have any, um, advice or anything that you learned throughout this process that you would give to other first time mums or repeat mums that you think really worked for you? Um,
0: I think, I guess everyone really focuses on the negative, um, negatives and things that can go wrong and um, sometimes I almost feel like I shouldn't talk about my birth because it's so positive and um, but it's just shows that things can really go smoothly and I think um, like right from the start my midwife said to me you've just got to be prepared to let go of all control when it comes to birth because that baby will come when where and how it wants so that was just my mindset from really early on, just select of all control, trust my body, trust my mind. Um I'd read the Hypno Birthing book, so I was really empowered, like knew my body could do it. So yeah, I think just really letting go of control and like knowing that we're made to do it. So
1: yeah. Cool. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today, Morgan, and sharing your story. And I think um I know I know you said it feels like sometimes you feel like you're doing something wrong by talking about your positive birth story, but I think share it with the whole entire world (laughs) as much as you can, because it's so lovely to hear. So thank you very much for sharing. I'm really appreciative.
0: Thanks for having me. Yeah. I really look forward to hearing your story.
1: (laughs) Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Kiwi birth tales podcast. I really hope you enjoyed it. I'd love to hear your feedback so either leave a review on the podcast app that you're listening on or head to our Instagram at Kiwi birth Tales and leave a comment there. If you're interested in sharing your birth tale then please head to the Instagram page and use the email link to get in touch. Thanks again for listening I really look forward to sharing the next episode with you